Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, I'm I'm going to say it like this. I had to, I was going to record immediately after the game, but I don't like doing that because I know I have a tendency to get a little bit excited, get a little bit angry, all that good stuff. So um, I haven't watched the game again after the, the first time I saw it, but we've got to talk about the 24-9 loss that happened up in the Carrier Dome. And in discussing that, we're going to um, talk about how the team performed against Kenton's Keys. And I'm going to give you the layout for the week. Actually, I'm going to give that to you right now, but I'm going to reiterate it again at the end of the episode. Because we're on bye week, and we are exactly six games in, which means exactly at the midway point, unless, um, uh, well, if we don't get a bowl game, heaven forbid, uh, we're at exactly the, midway point of the season which means at this point we've had we're halfway through so today i'm going to be reviewing the game how the team performed against Kenny's keys all that good stuff tomorrow through thursday it is going to be all grades um i'm going to just so everybody knows i'm not doing this from a place of anger or hurt i'm going to start with the defense then go to the offense then go to the coaches, and then Friday, we're going to be basically having a, a, a fireside chat about, you know, we're not in a great place right now, but what can we do to get into a better place? I'm going to have a bit of a roundtable situation with multiple uh, folks who, with multiple folks who cover the Wolfpack or, you know, talk about uh, the Wolfpack at a high level. I'm going to have a few guests on for that. So just be ready. But today we're talking the actual recap of the game, as well as uh, how the team performed against Kenny's Keys. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're looking back at the 24-9 loss to Syracuse and, and, you know, we're talking about how it happened, what happened, all that good stuff. And, and let me say this, because this week I'm going to be very critical of this team. I'm going to be very honest about this team because there are certain parts of this team that were better than I thought and certain parts that were worse. But with that being said, there, this second loss of the season comes in similar fashion to the first, Right. You got two road losses against ranked teams on, I mean, both games were one possession games in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying that you're happy with consolation prize with, well, we were close because this was supposed to be the year. This was supposed to be the year where all the things happened, but they just didn't. They just didn't. And and it's, it's not materializing in that way. Devin Leary's down for the season, which, again, is another part of what I'm going to talk about Friday in terms of the this team is at a crossroads. And there's two ways that this thing can go, because the news that Devin Leary is out for the season broke, I want to say, Saturday morning. Um, and it's just you really hate to see that. You really hate to see that for a plethora of reasons. But with that being said, um, this 
we're we're this team is is not as bad as folks are are making them out to be right now and you know i again i'm going to talk about what this game was but i i really need people to realize you never want to lose a game in a year where you're supposed to be competing for conference championships and, and dark playoff dark horse all that good stuff you never want to lose a game in that situation when you're bringing back a loaded roster offense or defensively when you're bringing back an extremely senior laden defense when you're bringing back the acc player of the year you never want to lose a game but with all things, context does matter and weigh heavy, right? And we've got to take into consideration the context that we saw here. Now, this game, I think, was was won and lost through some pretty, pretty simple things that happened. We did not effectively stop the run from either Tucker or Schrader. Uh, both of them, I, I don't know what it is about our defense that – uh, seems to be seems to be like we have such a problem stopping quarterback runs. But let's be honest, let's be honest, the defense wasn't the problem here. The defense outside of their ability to stop the run and uh, Gadsden the second, the defense was just fine. Created takeaways, put us in position to win. We just did not get I'll, – I'll tell you this much, right? Because there are certain people who do feel like the defense is the problem. Our offense only scored nine points, not a single touchdown. In putting that in context, okay, I'm not going to talk about the amount of points that our offense scored. I'll talk about the amount of points Syracuse's offense scored. Syracuse scored 24 points in this game. This is why I'm saying our defense did a good job. They bent, but they did not break. Of the eight teams to play uh, ACC ball this weekend, us and Syracuse were two of them. There were six other teams playing ACC ball this weekend. Only two of them get beat by 24 points. I want you to sit with that for a second. Only two of the six teams in the ACC lose while uh, while putting up the amount of points that they put up and Syracuse puts up 24. Both Clemson and Florida State put up over 24. North Carolina and Duke put up over 24. Virginia Tech and Miami would be the only ones that didn't. That's it. That's it. So I'm telling you, in the new world of football that we're looking at, the football now is designed so that the Southeast Directional School for the differently able could be able to go out and put up at least 10 to 17 points on Alabama. That may be a little bit of hyperbole, but you get my point. The game is designed for high scoring, high flying, up tempo, all that good stuff. That's what this new game is designed for. And so, if you're only allowing um if you're only allowing 24 points throughout an entire game with the way the college is now, the defense has done its job. The defense has done its job and our offense I the I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about these big games that make us the most conservative team in the world. I don't. I truly don't. I don't get it. It it is infuriating to no end. Like, to no end is not a joke. It's not like we got fourth and two or three on uh, we're we're going into to we're at our fourth and goal, basically. I'm sorry, not fourth and two or three. Fourth and goal from the two or three yard line. And we don't 
go for it. And I know some people would think, take the points there. You just need the points. Take the points. Take the points. The reality is, in a situation like that, you don't know when you're going to get back down there. You don't know. Syracuse drove down on their opening drive, and they looked like a team that had been preparing all week because they knew exactly where to go, exactly the place to hit, exactly what they needed to make something shake, to get into a really, really great position to score. And that was when Gaston opened up the game. Gadsden, the second, opened up the game with a big play. And so uh, from that point, you say to yourself, okay, this could be a long game. We get the ball back. We we, uh, force a three and out on their next drive. We get the ball back. We drive it down. And we get to their three-yard line. We get to their three-yard line. And we kick a field goal. I'm sorry, but I want to show some confidence in my backup quarterback right there. I want to show some confidence in my offensive line right there. I want to say to myself, I trust y'all to be able to do what you need to do. I trust y'all in order to be able to get a yard, get two yards when we need it the most. Get three yards when we need it the most. And yes, it has. we, we, looked, we looked like we struggled a lot against Syracuse in that situation. But what better time, what better moment to say, you know what? If they drive 98 yards, they drive 98 yards. I'll live with that. I'll live with that. If you can drive 98 yards on this defense, hey, you deserve it. You deserve it. You can drive 97 yards on this defense, you deserve it. But what I want to do is show my team we're we're letting it all hang out. We want this win. We don't want to be in the ball game. We want this win. Because being in a ball game isn't enough anymore. We've raised the bar as a team, as a unit, which Dorn should be proud of. The, the bar is now above like, oh, we were there every week. We were right there. We were on the wrong side of this one, but we were right there. The bar is higher than that. So with the bar being higher than that, we need to go ahead and go for it. We need to go ahead and let it hang. Just, hey, we got to do what we got to do. We got to do what we got to do. And so um, this game, again, Gasden couldn't be stopped. He made plays all night. He was mossing guys. He was uh, making huge catches over our our guys. He was amazing. He was amazing. He played some really good ball. But also on the last touchdown that he caught, he was wide open. Wide open. Like literally there was no defender within five to seven yards of him. It might have been wider than that. And that stuff like that is what I mean when I'm like, our defense is is really, really good. They're really, really good, but they're not perfect. And it's not their, yes, it's their fault in that you need to, uh, you need to have basic assignment and alignment down. You, if, if you're out athlete by a six, six tight end receiver hybrid, you live with that. You tip your hat and say, Hey man, you know, you got a big play. What am I going to do there? Sure. But to not be aligned or to not be assigned or to not, Know your assignment because somebody had to have that deep third or deep. It looked like third. It looked like either uh, cover one or um, uh, cover three. Either way, it's a single high look. In a single high look, either somebody was responsible for gassed in the second and man, or somebody was responsible for that deep third via the zone. But either way it goes, he was running 
uncontested. He was running unbothered. He was running untouched, completely clean. So a moment like that is tough. But again, our offense was just, it was just brutal. It was just brutal. I, I'll put it like this because I've talked about our defense in detail because there's like detailed stuff that I can say about our defense. Our offense, it just, I, I mean this genuinely. I cannot think of two things that we did well offensively. I think Jack Chamber played uh, above his head. I do. I do. Did he miss some big passes? Yes, absolutely. But he's, at the end of the day, if you were to tell me, hey, Ken, what are you expecting from a walk-on backup? Not much more than that. Not much more than what he gave us. He had some plays. He throwed it there in the back of the end zone that Thayer needed to come down with. He had some plays where he just didn't get the help, but he also had plays where he overthrew some receivers that were wide open for six and all that. So, you know, you kind of you, – you take the good with the bad, but he was also the leading rusher on the team. So you take the good with the bad, but this this one is just tough. Again, and I'm sorry. Let me go back to the stat that I was about to quote here to explain to you how brutal our, our offense was, okay? Not a singular – ACC team with a winning record has scored as few points as we did this game in any game this season. Go look it up. If you think I'm lying, go look it up and come back to me and tell me. Because y'all know I'm very receptive to uh, Twitter. I'm I'm very receptive to the tweets and replies people get to me on Twitter. I'm very receptive to the comments y'all leave on YouTube. Go tell me if I'm wrong. Go tell me if I'm wrong. Not a single team with a winning record right now has scored nine or less, has scored single digits in any single game this year but us. That, that to me, that was the story of the night. And I know some people are talking about the officiating and all that, and there was some terrible calls there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the one where the quarterback was past the line of scrimmage with every part of his body except his back pinky toe, sure. There was a there was a legal block on that play, absolutely. Schrader also got away with a hold uh, when uh, when Tucker reversed field earlier, uh, early in the game. Sure, sure. Hey, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm, the referees and their officiating was not good, but guess what? Neither is scoring nine points. That's just abysmal. That's 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 never going to be good enough. That's never, ever going to be good enough. It just can't be. But one thing that's always good enough is Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie, folks. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who have your back. And trust me, there is a ton of reasons to love it. The 24-7 monitoring agents uh, call the moment that a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home. And their monitoring systems use proprietary uh, advanced response technology to visually confirm a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So 
Make sure that you customize the perfect system for your home in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So now let's talk about how this team uh, performed against the Keys, okay? We get to the offensive side of the ball first. Less than three pre-snap penalties and uh, – or I'm sorry, less than six penalties and five loss of yards plays on first downs. Um, that was not achieved. That was not even close to achieved. I I am – you know, to say that I am a, a little bit – a little bit disappointed with how poorly we did in terms of uh in terms of pre-snap penalties and all that. I I would I would be lying to you if I said it it wasn't bothersome with how old this team is. I would. I would be lying to you. With a younger group of guys, with that 2019 team, you kind of you know you excuse stuff like this. You're like, hey man, y'all ain't played in big situations. Y'all are young. Y'all are brand new to this thing. Y'all don't know what to do with this thing yet. I get it. Trust me. I get it. This team and all the things that we've seen, this team and all the messed up snaps and, and all the, the snapping frag, it's infuriating and it's mind boggling because, again, this is an older team. This is a team that is supposed to be primed and ready to be in a championship chase, to be in a championship conversation. Well, how do you what what does what does what does the what do these things look like on a championship team? The little things like this, not having false starts, not having snap infractions, not having illegal uh forward motion. That looks like day one stuff. That looks like basic. You wake up. And and that should be a rollout of bed, and I know how to do this type of stuff. But we did not get that done. QBR 55 plus. Surprisingly enough, Jack Chambers beat that. Surprisingly enough, Jack Chambers beat it. You would not have guessed it by how conservative we were at the play call and how uh, close to the vest we were. But again, QBR does include what you do running the ball as well, which definitely makes sense considering Jack Chambers was our leading rusher on the night with uh, 58 rushing yards. So, yeah, we 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 got that one. No more than three three and outs. We had four. We had four. Again, this is when I tell people it's not the defense's fault, despite some of the things that that you know occurred that weren't great on the defense. The reality is this: a team can only a any unit, offense, defense, especially don't matter. They can only do so much and be good for so long when you keep sending them out, keep sending them out, keep sending them out, keep sending them out. Was that first drive terrible and was there no excuse for fatigue or all that good stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't matter that that team is coming off a bye week. You still need to be able to defend. You still need to be ready to defend. You still need to know, okay, what have we struggled with so far this year? And you have to know that they're going to go after the things that you've struggled with so far this year. You have to know that that's going to happen. You have to know that. 
So when that happens, you have to be prepared. You have to be ready to go ahead and get a stop coming out the gate against a team that you know has been game playing against you for a week. But we had too many three and outs offensively. Kept that defense out there too long. Kept that defense out there entirely too long. It's, it's again, it's a very, very simple uh, equation here. Despite us having, despite us having um, more time of possession and all that good stuff, the reality is we accrued two turnovers to push that, and we still didn't generate any points out of all of that time of possession. So, you know, there's that. Now, defensively, we did not hold uh, their rushing game to four yards per carry. They actually averaged six. So, uh, yeah, 30 carries for 179 yards, approximately six yards per carry. Again, not good enough. Huge plays abound uh, from from Tucker's 38-yarder to the one he cut back. I want to say it was a 25-yarder where he – Exact same play that happened earlier in the game. Exact same play that happened last year. A zone to the right. The backside over pursues. And, and this is what happens. This is what happens. And yes, this is on the defender. But this is also partially on the offense because when a player feels like, I, I, we got to make something happen. We got to do anything. You start pressing. You start playing outside the scheme. You start playing outside yourself. And the minute that that happens, I talked about it in the pregame show. I'll say it again right now. When you get out of your gap, the ball will find it. Especially with a back that's going to be playing on Sundays. Especially with a back like Tucker. Every time you get out of your gap, that ball is going to find it. Less than 10 missed tackles. So we we, uh, failed there. Uh, No more than three plays of 20-plus yards. They had five chunk plays of 20-plus. Five of them. Gaston generated, I want to say, two or three of them by itself. Uh, Gaston, the second, generated two or three of them by itself. But we allow five big plays. Can't have it. Can't have it. You know what I mean? Like, it's at the end of the day, if you make – when they made this team nickel and dime them down the field, Garrett threw interceptions. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You make them nickel and dime. Keep everything in front of you. Make them nickel and dime you. Make them – Make them show up again and again and again, and they're gonna fold. But we weren't able to uh, do that. So let less than ten missed tackles. Yeah, despite the fact that we were um, out of alignment or that we didn't understand our assignment at times, and we you know over pursued and that we had guys running free and open, all that good stuff. The guys did what they were supposed to do in terms of tackling this week. I did not count ten missed tackles on tape this week. Um, seven plus first down plays of three or less yards. This includes passes and all that, which I knew this was, was going to be kind of a gimme because of that. Uh, but yeah, they, they were able to do that again to me. I think that the, the, the role or the, what is the word I'm looking for? The recipe was simple. Make, make it really hard on Tucker and company to run the ball. Make sure to beat you with his arm and you'll be all right. And we didn't do that. We did not do that. And normally I I say, well, you know, maybe there was one big run that was an outlier. Uh, Even if you take away Tucker's largest run of the night, which is 38, he still had another run for 20 plus. 
once you get to taking away two, three, four runs, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're not exactly square biz there. So the team went uh, three of seven against the keys. But again, one of those keys was a gimme at the end there, the uh, seven plus plays of first down. So, I mean, under normal circumstances, it'd be two of six. Um, but honestly, that last key kept them in this game. Keeping Syracuse off schedule at times kept us in this game. It really did. It really, really did. So the team went three of seven against the keys. And again, offensively, it just it wasn't good enough. The performance simply was not good enough. And and so, um, you know, this team again, this team is at a crossroads. This team is at a crossroads and, and we'll see um, how they go forth going forward. I wouldn't place any bets on whether or not they, they go the right way or the wrong way here. It's, it's just too much in the air. But if you're a better, go to betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your football sports betting info this season. Find all the latest developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the uh, MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website to learn more today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I I hope that I've made it abundantly clear here um, that there is hurt, there is disappointment, there is a, a bit of bewilderment amongst Wolfpack Nation right now and wondering, like, where do we go and how did it all go wrong? And, and it's a familiar feeling. It's a little bit of a familiar feeling where this was supposed to be the year and, and the wheels just kind of came off at some point in time. But that's my message to y'all today. I really and truly don't believe the wheels have come off. Again, I know this is not ideal. This is not what anybody wanted. I understand that. I'm not not writing that off at all. There's plenty of season left. And as I started this episode, I will end this episode. Your only two losses were both on the road against ranked teams in two games that were one possession games in the fourth quarter. I am telling you, I am telling you, this team has a ton to play for. But are they going to show up and play for it? Are the coaches going to coach for it? Because honestly, that to me is a thing that we need to discuss, which we will be this week. Again, this week we'll be talking about midseason grades for the defense, the offense, and the coaches in that order. And then we'll be uh, talking about the crossroads that this team is at talking about the Devin Leary injury and thing, all the things along those lines. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. We're going to be all right. You know what I mean? We're going to be all right. We're going to work this thing out. We're going to find a way, all right? Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 